Let's talk about talk, it. Talk, talk, talk. Let's go deep. We all have something to share. No share with Dr. Dave. Let's go ahead and share my screen. Screen number two. Okay. That's working. It's working. So welcome, Dave. Well, welcome. Hey, um, oh wow, I went to the summary page already. <laughs> huh? Like it's a backwards to talk tonight. It's a backwards talk. We're gonna go from the, the end to <laughs> to the front. Well, hey, it's good being back here. Um you know, like Paul said, you know, Agile SoCal has been like one of the favorite places for me to uh, to present, to learn, to grow, have community. And, um, you know, I, you know, I was just telling Paul, yeah, I, I certainly uh, miss some of those days where we used to come in and have pizza and Pepsi and, you know, the great conversation. So, um, you know, thanks again for having me. And so tonight I am going to spend a little time talking about do you deliver value? And, you know, the conversation is going to be in the context of you, the individual, you, the team, you, the organization, when I talk about, do you um, deliver value? And so I'm, I'm uh, it's, and this topic is really driven from a book that I recently released um, called Deliver Value, Happy Contributing People, Satisfied Customers, and Thriving Business. But the, the, the main title is um, Deliver Value. So um, the first thing I, I want to jump off to, and I'm going to give you guys work. Paul knows that when I present, I'm always like getting to grow, the, you know, make sure that everyone is involved and engaged is I'm going to ask you a question about, you know, share what comes to mind when you, you or your team delivered value. And so I am going to go into mentee um, here and. Uh, what, what I would like you to do is enter this code 88288052 and, you know, go to mentee.com. And I, I, when you think about delivering value, you know, I just want you to figure out what, what does that mean to you or your team? Um, and I am going to give you about a minute and a half because I, I know that everyone here is like, I'm making assumptions, right? That everyone here is familiar with mentee, but um, maybe I'll give you two minutes and then we'll we'll start from there. And then after that, we're, we're going to use mentee for about three or four different activities um, just to get you engaged. So um, I'll, I'll just wait to, to see what shows up. And, and I gave you more than one option. Sometimes most people just give you a single word. Um, I'll give maybe two minutes. Um, to do that yeah i mean th those are really important stuff when you just drop some value and you know the pride of the team walking around um, or you as you're providing value back to your customers um you know there's a certain amount of confidence that's there at a certain amount of you know, the satisfied customers who really get to, to feel this. Nice. I love that income. Yeah. 
you know, <laughs> for sure. You know, I mean, as a as a, a consultant, when we're out there, you know, delivering value for our customers, certainly income is important. Right? All good stuff. All right. And I think we, we may have like uh, hit, uh, you know, where, ah, it's a few more people still adding. Good. Adding some stuff. Yeah. And the good thing is I wanted to, to make sure that we have more, everyone have an opportunity to add, you know, several different topics or, or different words that may have come up. All right, so I'm I'm going to jump back and say thank you for sharing that. And in in terms of um, what, what comes to mind, you know, the thing is when I was, you know, writing, you know, the book Deliver Value, um, I went out and had a bunch of conversations with a bunch of industry experts, right? And, you know, and first one of the experts that I start off with was Miriam Webster. And just really trying to understand what's the definition of value, what's it called, Dove. Um, and so Webster tells us, like, you know, it's a fair return or equivalent good services and money for something exchanged. So um, we, we brought gave some quality. Um, we, we got some value back in that way, you know, some pride, right, which was all good stuff. But I also wanted to talk to, like, Diana Larson. You know, she, she wrote um, about uh, retrospectives. And and she looks at it in a, in a in a context as Diana only would, right? She said, "Hey, let's think about value from a customer business business and strategic position." Um, and went off and, and also talked to this guy named Marty, who runs a code um, code uh, place out in uh, Portland. And he said, "It's a positive exchange, positive emotion experience." When they're thinking about definition of value. And also when I talked to Dave West, who is like the CEO for scrum.org. Um, and he says, you know, you may ask, why is the person buying that thing in the first place? What, what value are they getting from that? Right? And then from, the, from his perspective is asking that question, but also even going out and talking to Howard Soblet, who was, you know, former CEO of um, Scrum Alliance. He used to be, uh, you know, he used to present an agile SoCal um, if, if, if Paul remember when he was part of big visible, he used to come through there. So, you know, just going out and having conversations with people that, um, about what their thoughts are about what value is and the definition and what it brings. So he, he looks at it from the context of the relationship about between the amount someone pays and what they receive and what they get in exchange, you know, so that's his, that's their view of what value is, uh, but you know, in, in terms of the context that I bring, I, I, I created a definition of what value is. You know, I said, value is a measurable outcome that can be realized and shared. And then I frame it in that way because, you know, we could measure it. How much money did we receive? How much value did we get in terms of quality, um, in terms of how much revenue that's produced, um, how much satisfaction, right? We can measure all of those things. So, it's measurable. We think of value that it's a, it's really outcome focused. It's about being very customer centric. And what is the customer really getting out of what we're providing 
as a team, as an individual, um, as an organization, but also is it realizable? Because sometimes we set off to get things done and we can't get it done because it's not real. It's not realistic. It's too big. Right. And so the beauty of agility is that it gets us into that mindset of doing smaller increments or slices of value of work that we could really realize what that is, measure it and make sure that it's something that's beautiful for our customers and even for ourselves. And then the other aspect, this is, hey, is it shareable? You know, I mean, we live in a world where we use social media and different tools, but can we have people go forward and, and begin to share how we're bringing value back to, to them as a customer, back to the organization, even for the teams? So you know, really simplistic, like the definition of value is something that we could apply to just about any industry or any type of work that we're doing when we think about the definition of value. and. So there's a really importance of, you know, why do we care? Why do we care about, you know, (laughs) delivering value? You know, when we get to that place where value is, you know, in the concept of it's being realizable and and shareable, um, you know, we we begin to shift things a, a, a bit with how our customers bring us back you know, to do work, how to keep us, you know, um, and in our engagements, how we stay employed, you know, why they keep coming back and buying stuff from us, right? So every time we deliver value, right, it's something that they could measure and they and they become these loyal fans and they're sharing it out with others, you know, we have these loyal customers and we're satisfied. You know, it also applies back to the people in your organization as we're building stuff, we're building good software, we're building good products. I mean, we may even be building, you know, things that uh, that, that pertains to compliance, right? In any enterprise, that that it really feels good when we deliver those that value back to the organization, and it also makes the the, the organization um, viable and able to thrive in its process, right? So there, there's really good stuff that we look at when we start to produce value um, in, in this process. So. There's benefits. There's really benefits for um, when we deliver value. And, uh, you know, I look at it in, in three different contexts as well, right? And, and who does it really benefit? Right? Um, we, we talk about happy contributing people, right? Um, of, that's a really important aspect. But also when we look at, at, at satisfied customers and thriving business. So those are, are, are three different, you know, groups of people who really get value out of but will benefit when we provide value to them, right? So I, I would like to just pause there and and maybe just hear from you. Um, what are some experiences that you've had when it, when it comes to delivering value for happy contributing people? These are team members, right? Or they, they could actually be you know, people that you're partnering with or satisfied customers. You know, we just provided some great value in terms of products or services to our customers. And you're like, yay. And then the business is thriving uh, um, because of that, right? We have more revenue, we have better reputation. There are also the wonderful things that that take place. So I would like to hear back from you. You could get off of your mic, come on camera, and just maybe share. You know what 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 was it like in terms of delivering value? You know, back to your customer or a happy contributing person on your team or even your organization.
I can go if nobody's willing to hop. This, this is Shalab. Can you guys hear me? Yeah, can hear you. Yeah, so so thanks everybody for and thanks Dave for doing what you're doing. That's amazing. That's awesome. Love the concept of value. And uh, when we when I first started on this journey of uh, of safe scaled agile, and the concept of value was first introduced to our organization. It was amazing when we actually ran the train and we did the PI planning. And at the end of the first PI planning, we said, okay, what did we achieve out of this? The business was completely surprised by the definition of what value is and what we have been doing for so long, because there was so much difference between perception of what we are going to get versus what we actually got versus doing in scaled agile when we actually got what we asked for. And every time we were, so, so just to make the long story short, it was just an aha moment. Wow, yes, that we got little, but we got what we wanted. No, thank you for sharing that. Yeah, I mean, so, you know, you, you set out, you know, to deliver some value, you made a commitment and you achieved that 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 value that you had in mind. So that's really excellent. Um, let's get one or two more who has something to share in terms of, you know what 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 it was like for delivering value either for happy contributing people on your team you know satisfied customers and and also thriving business there an example and now fun and seven and great to be able to meet everybody again it's been a long time i i said to find that these are all related it's sort of the close loop um i looked at it from the perspective of delivering value to the customer um when we're happy it tends to make the business happy, which tends to make the other the people on the team happy when you get the different customers firsthand what kind of value do we achieve what we meant to achieve? Do they perceive that value? Do they realize the value that we're spending to driving with? And it sort of motivates everyone else to continue hitting more value with more people. It's like a game team, right? Well, great. Thanks, Evan. So, yeah, I mean, when we bring value back to, you know, people in our team and our organization to our customers, you know, it, it also helps our business to continue to thrive, especially, you know, as we're in this wonderful world, as we call a VUCA world, right? That we have this volatile, uncertain, right, complex and ambiguous world that we live in that, that we're working through. So delivering value is really critical. So let's dig in a little bit more into happy contributing people, um, because um, when I when I think about happy contributing people, and I'm borrowing some concept from Daniel Pink and and others, when we think about happy contributing people, those people who are part of your team, your partners, you know, who are outside of your organization, um, common attributes that you find is like they have some purpose, right? There's some purpose that they do have. Um, we, we believe that they're, you know, what, what we've researched and found is that people are compassionate about, you know, each other and how they're working. They have, they're working on mastering their capabilities. And the, the, the fun thing is that they're self-organizing. So if you're a leader in your organization, you don't have to spend a lot of energy, you know, managing those individuals. Right, because they they have they have the capabilities and they're working really hard to get good at how they do their jobs. They have a purpose, and there's a certain level of compassionate, a compassion that's being shared between 
each member on the team. So th this is what we talk about, happy contributing people. Um, and so I'll ask another question, right? And we'll do this in Mentee again. Uh, let me get over. At, let me get over here and and get over to, jeez, um, to my next slide. Ah, uh, come on. Okay, here you go. Um, same thing, right? And, and so. We're going to use the same code. I try to just keep it simple so people, once they bring Menti up, um, you could use the same code. Or maybe don't even leave your browser, but just go to the to to the next question that would have showed up. You know, you know. So, what comes to mind? You know, about happy contributing people as you guys are delivering value. And yeah, people are engaged, and and that's part of that 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 self-organizing mastering capabilities um that that's it, taking part they're invested in what's going on let's hear some more of what's happening and, and, and as you can see you know we're working as a team you know these two ladies are from um, israel they were visiting you know what you know we're working at a client and we had uh some a big planning event, so everyone had really fun headgears to wear um, in in a point in time. So, in that experience, yeah, love the fact that you know. You know, it's an interesting thing, you know, when you have happy people that you're working with, whether we're, we're remote or even um, working together, right, in, in a co-located space, even though we have been apart for some time now, um, you know, the, the concept of fun and laughter, the ability for us to really be in that great emotional space gives us an opportunity to deliver value a lot faster, a lot easier, a lot less friction. Um, that that's taken place in in the process as well, right? There's a great amount of productivity that's that's there when we have happy contributing people, right? They're, they're contributing, you know, to the success of what's happening. So um, it's really energizing as as we're going through that process as, as well. Um, just it's just like you being here today for our presentation that. You know, I could tell there's some level of happiness happening with you because you're also contributing and participating in this journey and this learning with me. So, um, I mean, did anything surprise anyone in terms of what was contributed in terms of the response to this question? Any words that you said, oh, well, I didn't even think that that would show up here. Anyone wants to chime in if, if that, if that, was um an experience that you had okay thank you so much if 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 not and and then so i'm going to move on to um you know how do we get how, how do we also create a space where we could think about bringing bringing forward happy contributing people right and really enabling that 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 type of 
experience for members of our teams. You know, I'm going to talk to you about this concept called Ubuntu, right? And and yeah, and if you're a developer and you work in the tech space, you're probably thinking Apache. Yeah, no, no, we're not talking about that, right? I know Paul just smiled because you know he's familiar with with the um, Ubuntu you know, OS or environment that, that runs on Linux boxes. You know, we're, we're talking about this, this concept from, from um, South Africa, actually. Um, and, and it has this whole philosophy that I am because we are, right? So we're, we're working as a whole team, as a whole organization. And we begin to work on the concept that we see everyone, everyone that's part of the, a part of our environment. I see you. Right, I value you. I welcome you, right? And and that's the principle of Ubuntu, of of how we allow members of our organization, no matter you know, whatever whatever you know wherever they are in in their life, that we create this space, this welcoming space that allow them to be be seen and heard, which is really super important, right? And and so, if we're in that mindset to help build happy contributing people, then there's a few values that we may hold on to that we start to talk about patience and kindness. And I use the, that a lot, patience and kindness, which translate really into love, right? That we, we're patient, we're kind with each other as we're going through our journey. Um, we talk a lot about psychological safety in, in, the, in the agile, agile space, but also in the coaching space. So people feel safe because they're heard, they're seen, they're valued, they're welcomed. You know, we're happy contributing people are resilient people, all right? That gives us an opportunity for, for us to build like really cool stuff. Um, and I don't know about you, but you know, when I work with high performing, resilient teams, and and we're doing things, we're having a great time together, um, all all throughout the experience. Even when sometimes there's friction, we're still having a great time, and we're still generating, you know, amazing value for the organization, but also this partnership, right, which, which is really important through this journey. So the, the principle of Ubuntu is I am because we are, right? We're working as, 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 as we would say, one team, one dream is kind of that mindset that um, we bring to the table. And so th that happens, you know, that's, that's enabled through the type of leadership that you may have within your organization, whether they're assigned leaders or emergent leaders. When I, and the distinction is that assigned leaders are those people who, you know, get promoted to be a VP or manager. The emergent leaders are those individuals who are like seeing opportunities, jumping in and, and helping to make a difference for their team members and make a difference in the organization. So, there's there's this principle that I will talk about, you know, having a generate generative leadership values. Um, and this this is something that I borrowed from Ron Westrom's, you know, he has this principle, this idea uh, about, you know, having this high performance based organization, which is very resilient. And and he has he started out with six principles. He talks about things are very, you know, high cooperation that's taking place in, in your env environment. And I just translate to that to be focus on we, right? So, so that's part of the Ubuntu principle. Let's focus on we as we're building stuff. 
Um, he goes on to talk about messengers or enables. So I said, we trust everyone in the team to achieve their goals, right? And that's part of our self-organization that, that we're looking at. Um, he talks about risks are shared. And so as a team, we win and lose. One team, one dream. We're all winning and losing at the same together as a team. Um, he goes on for point four that bridging is enabled. And so we are having this partnership and this conversation just to tell me more. Let's learn more from each other in this journey. Um, you know, a lot of people like number five because they said failures lead to inquiry. And and the, the thing is, in, in the agile space, we like to always, you know, we have this saying that so we fail fast. I said learn fast. But it's like asking that question, what did we learn? From this past experience. Um, he adds novelty is implemented. And my translation is that we're going to run this experiment and evaluate the hypothesis. So, um, you know, one, one person was sharing that they added a small amount of value in, in their journey, you know, for their customers. So that hypothesis was validated and the customer goes, so yay, at the end of a few months, they got some some goodness that they wanted. Um, I added abundance mindset um, because I think instead of just having a growth mindset, I want us to have an abundance mindset that we have more than enough capacity to share and partner with others within the organization. Even when we're working with people outside that I call partners outside of our organization, that we still have that abundance mindset. So good generative leadership helps to bring about, helps to create an environment where we could have happy contributing people. So I ask you this question, um, when have you, you know, experienced any of these values from a generative leader? And if you haven't, it's okay. Some of us have never experienced this, but I know I have in, in, in my journey. So you can come on camera, you know, share with your voice, you know, when have you had some of these experiences, any of these seven experiences that I've listed here or values? Yeah, I know it's, there's a lot in the screen, but <laughs> you know, I could I could have broken this into smaller bits, but I figure one screen, one bite full, give you a chance to see how they all connect with each other. Okay, I can say something. Um, yes, sir. Maybe it might just shell up again. And and maybe it might be the opposite of what you're asking for, but I will still say. So what I have uh, actually witnessed, is you talked about something, you talked about these leadership, where the mm -hmm. titles SVP, VP, EVPs, and all those things. And you talked about emergent leaders who are in that mindset. So what I have seen is the senior leadership with all these titles, and also when they see that emergent leaders, there is sense of insecurity with them. So, so it's it's very interesting to highlight that information or to kind of um, confront them and bring these values to them. And it takes a while for them to even understand what, what are they being asked of because they feel they are the leaders and they know everything and they should be coaching everybody rather than somebody telling them, look, here is how the generative leadership works. And here is how you need to grow your team and those emergent leaders, you can learn from them too. So anyway, I just wanted to give a little bit different perspective. 
Well, well, that's an important perspective, right? Is, is that if you have in your back pocket these seven or eight items that you could make visible to those leaders, it will be helpful to them right? to, to see that this is a way that this is an opportunity um, that they could help, you know, especially the assigned leaders, how that they could shift their behaviors. Because oftentimes, you know, as, as we get on this journey, we, we think that because they're assigned leaders, they could, they know everything, but that's not the case. You know, we have to help them along, especially if you're in a coaching position, you know, like a scrum master, and you were talking about safe, like an RTE, really trained engineer. If you're in one of those roles that you could definitely, you know, help them to come along. You know, it's not just meet them where they are, but bring them along on the journey as well. And thanks for that. That was really, that was great and insightful. Uh, anything else anyone would like to add? I can say, chime in here. I, I oh, sorry. Go for it. Um, I have been a scrum master and I don't have experience with that sort of leadership. I have more experience with the inclusive team. And I would say like with failures, I would necessarily necessarily correlate it with a failure. I would just say more like in our demos, we would have experiences where it was more of a learning experience where um, as a team, if we couldn't collaborate um, in a past incident, there was one team member who um, just didn't want to collaborate throughout our conversations, throughout our like sprints or standups and stuff. And then at the end, he chimed in. So it was just a learning experience, I guess. I wouldn't necessarily say it as a failure, but but, but it gave you an opportunity to to ask, what did we learn? Exactly. Right? And, and so that's the opposite side of, of it too. So I wanted to, you know, give additional translation. Thank you for sharing that. So, um, any, anyone else have anything to add before we move forward? All right. The, the other pattern. So we talked about definition of value and we, we got to hear from several leaders on their definition. I provided a definition of value. You also provided your context of value. And now we just talk about happy contributing people. The next context, as we're looking at the organization and around delivering value is satisfied customers. Um, you know, satisfied customers is just <laughs> super and important and and when we have you know satisfied customers you know we're we have this thing where we're satisfying their unmet needs you know things that they just really need to get done um and you know when when you think about you know i didn't think amazon was going to be that super important to me during um this whole covid period but they satisfied their unmet need of being able to deliver stuff you know to my house so you know, I, all of a sudden now I'm a fanboy of Amazon and, you know, some people want to punch me in the head for that, but I shouldn't say that, you know, um, but that also helps to build brand loyalty, right? And, and that I'm going to be loyal to that brand because they have provided a value that I needed at that time. And the third point is this customer lifetime value. So um, this is just simply a concept that I am willing to pay in advance you know, you know, sometimes, you know, you, you get into one of these subscription models and they said pay for 12 months. There's certain things I would drop, you know, money for 12 months. That's my CLV. And the more of those that you have, you know, oftentimes you, you have a more profitable company, you know, when, when people are 
really investing in that way as opposed to just paying you know, um, month by month or sporadically, you know, you have all that money that's in your pocket and you could do lots of things when we talk about the present value of money, when you get into the finance aspect of it. So, you know, you get a great subscription model and that's why people do it, right? You have this subscription model that they could get your money a whole year in advance. And I'm, I happen to be one of those people that sometimes pay into certain things that make sense for me. Right. Um, so went back to the industry professionals again um, to ask them about what, what, what do you talk when we talk about satisfied customers, what does that really mean? And, and, and so when I asked Diana Larson, you know, she goes, they get closer to know the customer. You know, when, when, when she's the way she thinks about it is that if we know our customers better, we should be able to deliver a certain amount of value, which would make them more satisfied. You know, and that's just her context about that. Um, Marty Nelson, um, you know, is like, yeah, the customers are getting a value in a good way. Um, Dave West is saying people are wowed by the value received. And the same thing with Howard Sublet. You know, he says, when they receive value in excess of the amount they paid or the effort they they provided, right? The effort that they had to put in to get that value. So, you know, th this is their context of what satisfied customers are. Right. And, and so I, between between these four different individuals, they they touch lots of people throughout the world in terms of understanding, you know, the type of customers that they have been able to satisfy or their organization have been able to provide a level of satisfaction for. So I'm going to ask you again to partner with me and answer the same question. You know, when you think of a portrait of a satisfied customer, what does that look like to you? Um, and, and we'll go back into uh, mentee and I'll go to the next slide. Um, same code, and you know, just click over to the next question. Um, and, and so let, let's talk about a portrait of a satisfied customers. You know, a, a customer that's giving you the big love, right? And like, yay, you know, Paul just helped me uh, and, and our team build some really amazing code. And, you know, they're coming back and they're, they're pairing, um, they're doing test-driven de development, so on and so forth, right? I mean, those are, you could think of the portrait of those satisfied customers or just individuals that you've worked with that are going like, yay, you know, the value that you're providing is so important to us. So would love to, um, to hear what word comes to mind in this context. Yeah. Love having a cheerleader as a customer. Huh? Oh, trust. Oof. Yeah, they come back. This is we're talking about the customer lifetime value before, you know, they're 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 showing up again. Um just buy our stuff. Yeah, just more partnership in, in the process as well.
Yeah, you know, sometimes I I, I think about when I used to live in SoCal and, um, you know, we would go by and, and, and watch people out there waiting for for products and things like that to be released. And you see the long line and people are sleeping overnight and things like that. You know, those are like really, really intense, you know, type of customers who are willing to do what's necessary to get that value or that perceived value from whatever products or service that you're offering. And, you know, Apple comes to mind as, as one of those products or either it's, or, um, a form of some gaming, you know, aspects that they want. Um, you think of Comic Con, you know, I was in, in Hawaii once and I'm like, look at this huge line. I'm like, why are all these people dressed up? What are they doing out there? You know, satisfied customers who are willing to go to extra, go to extra mile, you know, to, to be able to, um, to, to really get that value that's being provided back to the organization. So excellent. Thank you so much for, for doing that, for sharing your thoughts um, about that. So um, let, let's keep trucking. Uh, so one thing, there's a tool that I like to use, um, and, and it's called an empathy map. Right? And, and so this tool is one way how we could start to gather more information um, from our customers, but we could actually even use it for our teams. Right. This is a tool that we could use for our teams even to, to find out, you know, if they're happy contributing people or not. Right. Um, and so it, it the empathy map talks about how can we be more empathetic and, and put their needs ahead of our our needs, right? A, a, as a team. And so there, there's essentially seven main points. And I hope this is clear enough. So, you know, we always start with one and says to the top left, it says, who are we empathizing with? Um, and then we go on and there's a series of questions as like, what do they need to do? Um, and so we, we may be asking about what jobs do they want or need to get done? And um, what decisions do they need to, to make? And number three, we talk about what do they see with this empathy map? You know, what do they see in the market, marketplace? What's going on in their immediate environment that they really care about? You know, what are they saying? What are they saying about your products? What are they saying about the value that they're receiving? Um, and so these are things that they're sharing back with you and you're having this conversation um, with, with these and with these individuals that you're having empathy with or for, you know, what do they do? You know, what do they do today? What are the options do they have besides using your products or services? Um, and then what do they hear? What are other people saying? Right. So it's taking a, a full holistic view of that individual, you know, in terms of what they do, see, say, and hear. And then also, what about what about the what do they think and feel in terms of pains and gains? What are the things that they have fears about or frustrations or anxieties with their products? And then what are the gains? You know, what are their wants, hope, needs, and dreams? Um, and so this is a tool, the empathy map, that I, I love to use. Um use it in a retrospective sometimes when i'm doing some product management type work it's, it's something that i may go out and, and work with other product managers and talk have conversation with our customers so we could start to to get a deeper insight about how to bring about you know satisfied customers in the process 
right? Because oftentimes it's not just about, you know, the tangible effect of a product or service that you provide. Sometimes there are things that we may need to learn a little bit more. And this is one tool that we could we could leverage. Um, if you ha- if you don't have this as part of your your toolkit, you know, it's something that you may want to just put in your in your pocket in terms of let me get an empathy map and have this conversation with with, with a team and you, the richness that comes out of this, um, it, it's just, it's been a game changer for me in, in terms of the conversation and understanding um, that I've had. Has, has anyone used the, the empathy map before? And if you have, just tell me about your experience. Yeah, I used it, Dave. And uh, one thing that I can just say is, one, it requires time and commitment. So one of the things, especially when you're dealing with product management people, the product people, they really want things get done fast and they sometimes don't see the value in investing their value time in doing something like that. So just to two things. One is having the organization be aware of the value that it brings in. So there is... Uh, um, kind of receptiveness and uh, and you know collaboration from the top, and at the same time, um, the product managers need to be a little bit patient with them because once they see the value, then they start investing the time in it. Otherwise, it becomes uh, it becomes frustrating to see them that you want to help them and they don't want to help themselves. So yeah, yeah, it's it's like anything, any change. You know, it, it it takes a little bit of energy on our behalf to bring about influence such that uh, they're willing to adopt this. Thank you so much. Um, so the third lens that we, we think about delivering value and how it's beneficial, it's about the thriving business. Um, I mean, thriving business is just really critical, right? This, this is how we make money, how we stay employed, um, how we have all the fun things. And, you know, the the three things that I think about is that, you know, that we're practicing business agility. And when I use that term business agility, um, I'm talking, I'm going to frame this in a lean context that we're trying to optimize the whole, optimize the whole organization. Because oftentimes we sub-optimize and, you know, and I'm leaning into some lean principles here that we sub-optimize. And the only thing we care about is IT, right? And that's where, we, we talk about agility is from an IT context. When, when I'm thinking about practicing business agility is, is across the enterprise. So the leadership is involved in this product management, architecture, right? Um, sales, if, if the marketing, everyone is, 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 is in this mindset of, of being able to deliver value in small increments and, and get into the habits of doing some MVPs as opposed to big bang stuff, right? So, so that's what I'm talking about. When I bring up business agility, but it's, it's also about continuing to promote happy contributing people so that, you know, they're thriving in their process, you know, they're providing great value back to the teams, to themselves, to the organization, and then, you know, satisfied customers or fans, right? They're one of the things that someone put out there that they're out there being cheerleaders. Well, you know, this is what makes a thriving business. Right. I mean, you have these things that are in play and we're able to create the level of value. Now, 
still again, I'm still asking these individuals and I'm harassing them, right? Uh, tell me about what is, what, do you, what, what does thriving business mean to you? And, you know, Diana, of course, she said faster to market, acquire new customers and retain customers that we have. Um, Marty Nelson, um, he said, have market momentum, a good work environment and use its um, its resources wide, wide, wisely. Um, so he, he runs a code, code lab up in Portland. So, you know, he has a different perspective than Diana would have. And same thing with Dave West, right? Run scrum.org. He said, energy created between three elements of customer team and market. And Howard Sublet is like, know why they exist and, and who they're there to serve, the organization itself. So we have these different viewpoints of what thriving business really means. And, and thriving business in the context of that, this value, you know, that's being delivered. Um, so the, the, the interesting thing around that is that I am going to also bring in still another lean principle um, that we talk about, organize people around value. And, and for those, this is a, you know, with, with, with this whole concept of value streams, right? And, and so this is one of the context as we're building teams and we're trying to figure out what's, where do we pro actually provide value in the enterprise? You know, one way to do this is to map this out in your organization. And I know this takes time and it takes energy, but, you know, it's nothing like really understanding how money is made and how customers are satisfied and who's involved in the whole process. Right. And, and so this is just an example that I snagged from uh, maybe this is scale agile framework. They had a, a, a image that I just borrowed from them that, that I could look at the value stream from the time there's a need by the customer all the way until they've repaid that loan. I have a full on view, what systems are involved, what people are involved, you know, where are the customers, what's the touch point for the customer. So when I think of a thriving business, we have a full understanding of who's involved, who's involved in the context of revenue. And so I only looked, I, I picked this one because we have two different views. This is the operational view, the business operations, but there's a second value stream that that's involved that I didn't depict here, which is the actual development value stream. Cause there's a value stream for the developer development organization that's building the software that allows, you know, us to, to be able to do an, to originate a loan and, you know, all the way to taking payments through the process, right? So there's the design, build, test, release, you know, value stream that has developers in there that I didn't depict here. But when, when we think about this, you know, the reason we're doing this is that we want to figure out how do we improve flow, right? Back to a lean mindset, you know, flow is really important, less friction, we can get things through the system a lot faster. Um, I mean, I remember... And the reason I picked this too is that I remember we're working for, uh, you know, one of the big banks and, you know, understanding, you know, th this whole picture, the life of a loan was, was really important. You know, before it used to take, when we first started building before our system, it used to take us two weeks to process a loan, you know, two or three years later into the process, you know, it would take us less than eight hours, less than two hours sometimes to get that through. So understanding the value stream was really important 
but understanding how where all the frictions were and how we make this faster was really important. So building adaptive teams, you know, when I use the word adaptive, I'm talking about agile, lean, agile teams so we could deliver value a lot faster. Um, how do we get better in continual improvement? And, you know, this, this whole obsession about our customers um, is really important. So to me, this is a, a very important concept when you're looking at this holistically for your organization and as a team um, about working with value streams. Uh, any, any questions for, if you haven't worked with value streams before, anything that you're curious about um, in, in this context when I bring up value streams? If not, then we're going to do one more question for me. Um, and I'll ask you to, we'll go back into mentee and, you know, what comes to mind about thriving business? And, and that's a very Im important aspect for us. Um, you know, using the same code, you know, when, when you think of a thriving business, you know, what does that really mean to you? Yeah, <laughs> right out the gate, profitable, for sure. <laughs> yes, sir. You know, having some good buzz. Yeah, happy customers, happy employees. Yeah, I mean, all, all important, you know, important things. Um, yeah, it's nothing like having flow, you know, when, when, uh, when, the, when there's a challenge that you as a customer you know, have have to engage with a company or, you know, that they have the ability to, to get things resolved in a short amount of time, right? I mean, or you sign up like me for a subscription for a year and, you know, halfway through, you go like, I don't want this anymore. And they're willing to, you know, refund half of your money back. To me, th those are great signs of thriving business that that also has flow happening and, you know, I know for me as a customer, I'll be happy to share that back with, with others in, in the process. And I mean, and so it's, yeah, I mean, attracting talent um, in, in the great context of the, the great resignation, right? Attracting talent is, is really important because you know, it's hard for, you know, people have options now, you know, and if you work in the technology space, um, probably a lot easier to, to get a gig anywhere in the world than it was than it was um, three years ago, four years ago, right? So th th those are all great examples of, you know, thriving businesses that that, that we all could could lean into, right? Um, any comments, anything you would like to add about your experience with a thriving business before I move on? There's an experience that you had that you want to share, you know, that even leaning to any of these words, feel free to come on camera, 
um, and, and, and shared that experience with us. This is how we learn and grow. Okay. So with that, we're almost at the end. I'm just being mindful of time. Um, when just to summarize that what we discussed, you know, in the time that we've had that when I think of value, value is measurable, right? It's, it's a measurable outcome that can be realized and shared. And, and it, this is, it, that was at a, a, the Agile um, Alliance conference in 2018, 2019. And I was, you know, walking around writing stuff on the board. And I came up with this definition of value, right? That it's a measurable outcome that can be realized and shared. And we're like, wow, that's pretty clever, you know, but it's it's a very academic view because I'm trying to see how this could apply to anything when we talk about value, that I could measure it, it's customer-centric, I could realize it, and yay, I could share it, right? Um, we think about happy contributing people that, you know, for healthy organization to thrive, it's foundational to have happy contributing people. Um, you know, you, you, when you think of uh, Management 3.0, they talk about managing for happiness right and i'm thinking like yeah happy contributing people they're not just happy but they're contributing to everything that's taken place um and knowing that we could meet the unmet needs of our customer creating that level of customer um obsession is really critical for us um and in in the process even though i say thriving business enables happy contributing um people and satisfied customer the same applies that if you have happy contributing people and satisfied customer, you'll have a thriving business as well. So it works both ways, right? In, in that journey. Um, and so I, I want to ask, you know, are there anything that you are curious about today's learning? That means you guys did such an amazing job in participating and sharing knowledge with each other that it's good. And, and I love that. Um, so I, I wanted to tell you about, you know, the many books that I've written. Um, the latest is the Innovation Catalyst, Leading with Empathy. Um, so I've written about six different books that I have out there on Amazon. Um, I also have a little website called Dr. Dave Duca. And, and it was funny, I was at the, the book fair um, in the Tucson Festival of Books a few months ago, and this woman from Africa, she came up and she said, I need to learn about the dukkha. What do you know about a dukkha? And, and so a, a dukkha is kind of like in, in many countries, it, it's a little store that you extend beyond your home, right? So you have a your home where your family live, and all of a sudden, you know, you open it and you're selling different things. So that's where the concept of dukkha comes from. So, um, you know, if, if you want to learn more about the deliver, what I was talking about is deliver value, right? It's really a lot of conversation in here, a lot of interviews and conversation with Diana Larson and, you know, Dave West and, and also Howard Sublet um, about what are these concepts about? And also, you know, there's also there's a, a, a fictional conversation happening, a fictional story that that really spawned this book. 
about this woman leading, uh, you know, technology effort. So um, opportunities to grab these and on, on, um, Amazon. Um, and if you really, you know, what's been going on in our world with just the challenges that we're dealing with, it's belonging and healing is just how do we bring that into our organization to make things better for us to thrive. So, and with that, that's the end. And I think I've, I've done it within the time allotted by Paul. <laughs> exactly. Perfectly on time. Thank you, Dr. Dave. Thank you. Everybody join me in thanking Dave. I am going to hit stop on the recording, but we won't stop the meeting just yet. For the folks that may have been too shy to. Let's talk about talk, it. Talk, talk, talk. Let's go deep. We all have something to share. No, no share with Dr. Dave.